Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. Is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving Busy Mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Happy Wednesday, friends. Ash here. Oh, I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing better than me. I just feel like this happens like monthly and it has nothing to do with my cycle. It's just like that frazzled, scrambled egg brain of mine of, I don't want to put any adult clothing on. I want to live in my leggings. I don't want to put a lick of makeup on my face and washing my hair literally, I'd probably rather cook a dinner than wash my hair. And trust me, I don't like cooking. (laughs) Oh, well, let me just say, as I rant on, I don't want to, I'm not going to rant this entire podcast, I promise you. Because this guest today could not come in a better time because she's fabulous and a lifestyle and beauty blogger. And honestly, I love everything that she's doing. Today, I am welcoming Emily Roberts onto the Busy Mumsy podcast. She has been building her platform since 2015. She started out as a blogger um, in New York City, and the blog was called The Lipstick Fever. And it's just gorgeous content that she's created like all over Manhattan. And she jumped the pond with her partner in 2017 and they moved to London. So essentially her, you know, American following went international and she just kept on building and growing. And, you know, she has that following and she went for it and she's launched her own podcast called The Big Move. And she's had incredible women come on and share their journey about juggling it all and like how they're manifesting and, um, you know, eye on the prize and staying confident within themselves. I love what Emily's doing. And I'm really looking forward to meeting her um, as actually, I really can't believe that she and I never crossed paths while we were in London. Um, As big of a city as it is, it's, it's equally as small as Manhattan. So um, yeah, really looking forward to this and I'm hoping that she can give me some, uh, you know, beauty tips as well. So uh, let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. M. Roberts, welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And can I just say the name, Busy Mumsy, it's like so cheeky and cute and I love it. Isn't it just? <laughs> oh, thank you. I just, I wanted something that was like busy bee, busy mum kind of thing. And then I, I don't know. It was, I think it was literally after having Adia and that brain, whatever, I was having a really good day mm-hmm. and it, just, it just came out. Yeah. Busy mums. So I love it. Out. It makes me a little bit nostalgic for London because I had my two kids there and I'm sure we'll get into this, but they, 
my son Parker called me mum, mummy. And now that I'm in America, I'm back in America, he calls me mom, mom. And I'm like, no, just call me mummy, mom. No, that actually makes me think of when my father-in-law said to me, when we first met, this was maybe day two, I, I had gone to London to meet them as he was my boyfriend at the time. Ricky. And I remember meeting um, my, my now father-in-law and he was like, she talks through her nose. She's so nasally. And I, I mean, I just keep it with me because it's like, when I lived in London, my words started to round. And I don't know if that happened to you, but now that I'm like out of London right now, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm kind of like back into like all the melting pot of different um, sounds Mm -hmm. around me in Uganda, I feel like I'm kind of getting back to my nasal Mm -hmm. and that that mom, mom and dad. I fully get it. My British friends, they're such a riot. I miss them so much. These three women in particular, and they like just love to impersonate me. And whenever they do, it's exactly that. It's super nasally. They're like, I'm M, like, hello, like, oh, right. Okay. Like they mimic me and it's it's and cool. now that we have this on the podcast, M, we will slice this little section and we will send this to them just so they are well aware of what you said about them. Totally. We are such fast friends, M. We are such fast friends. So let's just share then. You are, are you originally from New York City in America? I'm originally from Rhode Island. So Ooh. little curveball. Yes. So I'm originally from Narragansett. It's a small beach town. Most people know Newport, Rhode Island. Many, many wow. people get married in Newport. The mansions are beautiful there. I grew up in Narragansett. Um, so not far from there. And I went to college in the Northeast and then quickly moved to New York City for six, seven years. Met my now husband. He's also American. He is from Chicago. And we moved over to London for six years. So I can't believe that you were also there in London for six years. Like so many synergies between us. We must have moved. Like what year did you move there? So I moved in, I guess it was 2018, 2018. Okay. And um, yeah, lived in central London for six years, had both my babies there. And then we just moved back to America in this past December. So we've been here for three months and we're back in the Connecticut area. So we're basically like right by where I grew up and in close proximity to New York City. So it's quite a nice well, little balance. Well, I have to share to the Busy Mumsy listeners that M is in a ginormous closet that you would not get in London <laughs> unless you were paying like out the ass for it. And the same with New York City. I'm sorry, my New York City apartment, the whole thing, including the bathroom, was just the size of your closet. Yeah. So this is one of the perks of our rental. We're renting right now. And I walked in and I did not expect we are in a three bedroom house, which is great because we have room for the kids. And I was always used to apartment living with two little ones. So this is like quite the upgrade. But um, the closet was just a little like side perk that I had no knowledge of. And so when I got off the plane and I walked in here, I, I said to myself, well, I guess we hit the jackpot here. Like, here we are. You are in the jackpot right now. But it's now. very messy right now, so please don't judge me. No, no judgment. You are a mom of two juggling many, many plates, so you can have a messy closet. No judgment. Em, I want to go back. Let's rewind back pre-kids because let me tell you, I can toss my hair on that one. Oh, to think back before, you know, those simpler times that we actually thought life was really, really dramatic, right? We really oh thought God. pre-kids. 
We had all the time in the world to do all the things. And I talked to my husband about this all the time. And like the amount of drinking we did and like socializing and <laughs> to now being sat here with two kids, we're like, we have no social life. I don't want to scare expecting moms that listen, but no, I'm, 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 I'm sort of joking, but yeah, life is, is, is completely different and um, definitely miss those days. Like get nostalgic about those days. And do you miss that life, that hustle and bustle of living in New York City? I do. Like, I definitely, it's funny because like I grew up in a small town in a beach town and somehow I became this city person. And I don't know when that happened, but I feel like I definitely thrive off of busyness. I thrive in a city environment. And so I went from living in New York to living in London. So you're talking over a decade of living in a city and I just absolutely loved it. So whenever I do get back like into New York City on, on Monday, I had to go there for some work related things. I feel like my old self, it's quite nice. So I really do love it. Um, but obviously now as a parent and with kids running around, my son is super active and loves to be outside. Like it's not, it's not the place for him. Um, London was a nice balance though of the two, I would say. Like, I feel like London is this kind of cool city suburb hybrid in many ways, but we're back. So we're making it work. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I, I definitely miss because we lived in St. John's Wood and there was just a great ease to get to the hustle and bustle craziness. But then if you just wanted the park and you wanted to slow down, you still had that village vibe. So you had the best of both worlds and safety wise. I mean, you just really didn't think twice. It was just fine. You felt safe walking at night and uh, commuting around. It wasn't that big of a deal. So yeah, I, for me sitting in Uganda right now, I definitely do miss that like best of both world vibe, but you know, you do what you got to do when you have a family and you want to support your other half and you know, you make sacrifices in relationships, right. And also sacrifices with children. Right. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I give you so much kudos, but right. You're probably used to like when you went from living in America back, you know, over to London, you adapted. And I also feel like the pandemic made us all so much more adaptable. Um, but Uganda, I mean, that that must be crazy. I have no idea what that what life would be like that for a for a parent there. Well, I'm, I'm, I am still figuring that out. <laughs> Still figuring that out. So back to good old New York City. Mm-hmm. You started a blog back in like 2015, the Lipstick Fever. Yes, yeah? so yeah. you were very much a glamour, fashion, bold red lip, all of those things. How was it for you to live in that world, that hustle and bustle within New York mm-hmm. City, mm-hmm. and then transition into the mom world? Did you feel like you had to like, wipe off the red lipstick or was it something for you that you felt like, nope, this is just my identity, who I am and I'm staying true to it? Yeah. I mean, I'll try to give you like the short answer because there it's been like a journey. It definitely has been like such an involvement through the years. So when I started the lipstick fever, it was when blogs were like kind of becoming a thing. Instagram was just like, you know, people were building their followings on Instagram, um, the term influencer and, you know, blogger and creator, like those are all coming up. And I actually worked in ad tech at the same time. So I was in New York City working in ad tech in account management roles. And that was my professional background, but I was really craving something creative and I loved fashion and beauty and all things lifestyle. So that was like my side hustle, side hobby, creative, um, you know, side gig, if you will, um, while I was in New York. So I was kind of doing both at the same time. And I had 
no idea that it could become a career now, uh, which is crazy. So, I mean, from there, it was kind of juggling both at the same time. I went over to London and I decided to pursue being an influencer, creator, whatever you want to call it full time. And I think then I was pretty focused on fashion and street style and shooting my outfits. It definitely evolved. And especially going into COVID, having my first baby, creating content in my house, in my bathroom, I kind of evolved into a bit more beauty, skincare, wellness, if you will. And so it's certainly been an involvement. And then it was, you know, tackling the changing the blog name to my name, which I think that was like, I don't want to say it was a trend because I don't necessarily feel like it was a trend that we were all following. But I think it became less about, you know, your blog name and, and your website. And it became more about like who you are, what you stand for, you as a creator, what kind of content you're putting out there. So for me, it was like this really natural and it kind of took a little while. I think I didn't change my Instagram name from the lipstick fever to my name M Roberts until maybe two years ago, uh, maybe even less than that. So it was a bit of like trying to let go of that identity. Yes. Um, and then just kind of seeing how far I've come and, um, you know, now I'm a mom of two. So things have just changed so much. So I guess I kind of, um, went with that natural involvement and now I do tend to focus more on beauty, lifestyle. I have a podcast now and that's kind of my biggest passion project of all. So um, that's called The Big Move and that's a huge focus for me in my business right now. Isn't it so much fun to have a podcast? <laughs> it's so much fun to have a podcast and talk to women like you. I really love it. I kind of feel like at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And like, especially, especially being a, being a mom. And I feel like we can talk about that on this podcast, obviously is like, man, we need to like really lean on each other and learn from each other and like grow together. And like the podcast is such a great way to do that, you know, massively, um, massively. go back to identity. And it was a moment for you to change yourself as this creator for the lipstick fever than to M Roberts, you finding your identity as a mom, as a first time mom. So go back to that first yeah. time of like that realization. And how was it for you? Because for a lot mm -hmm. of women, they struggle and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I, for one, was one with my hands up and I massively struggled right after I had Adia mm -hmm. of figuring out my own identity. And we just love to hear for you yeah. from you, like how that all kind of manifested within yourself. Yeah. I think when I had my first, I feel like I was definitely not mentally ready. You know, I, I, I feel like when I when I had my first or maybe when I was pregnant with my first is a good place to start. I feel like when I became pregnant, I didn't feel mentally ready to have my first child. But I mean, this was very much happening. Right. I I felt like I was kind of the first in a few groups of friends that I was in to have a baby. So that was like that was a lot to swallow. So to your point, it's it's incredibly challenging. I think for me, I had it in my head. I really just I wanted to hold on to my identity. That was so important to me. So I feel like from day one becoming pregnant, I'm like, that is so important to me. So however I can do that, whether it's continuing to do the things that I love, whether it's continuing to work and find a way to do that, it was really, really important to me. And that rang true from when I ended up having my son and then past that point. And I had my son, it was full on pandemic. It was March, 2020. So I walked out of the hospital in London into a full on lockdown. The streets were all shut down. Like the city was, was closed for business. You know, it was 
such a weird time, like such a weird time to look back on that. Um, but I think it also gave me time and space to like swallow that pill of like, I'm a mom, like here we are, we're living in a city, like we've got to figure it out. And we had no family there and there was no option of family flying to come and be with us, which was the plan, you know? So it was like all these things. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I think for me, it was really important to try to like stay true to myself, but at the same time, like you can't really plan for what it's going to be like when you become a mom. So there's a lot unknown here. So we're kind of juggling like your expectations and then, you know, what actually happens to you when you become a mother and no one can can really like foresee what that's going to feel like or be like. Well, as you are someone from that city life and for many years and that constant drive and that energy of wanting more, how was it for you as a mom going, well, I can't work right now because I have to give now fully mm -hmm. to a child. Mm -hmm. That was such a tug of war for me. And yeah. Like yourself, I was four weeks prior. So I had Adia mm -hmm. in February, um, February 20th, 2020. And then we went into the lockdown four weeks later. So okay. we, I was in this like, okay, like I'm, you know, I'm connecting with my child. I'm on the right, like this was the game plan. And then all of a sudden the game plan just got like, you know, table was flipped upside down like the world. And it was just different. So it was like, oh gosh, I have to work. I have to create. I have like that got kind of slapped right on top of all of these hormones and, you yeah. know, you know, no nights of sleep and yeah. <laughs> sleep yeah. deprivation and all of that. How was it for you? Um, kind of going, oh no, I'm a mom, but wait, no, I, I can't create. I can't work like kind of juggling back and forth between the two. Yeah. I mean, massive struggle for me, massive struggle, you know, going, going into having my first and going into having my second, you know, trying to figure out the balance, trying to figure out what that looks like. I'm a person that loves to be busy and that keeps me like that, that lights like my fire, like doing what I do makes me feel connected. So that was like so hard. And I think, you know, especially with having my second, I kind of knew a little bit what to expect, right? With the newborn days and what you're talking about, the CP sleep deprivation, the fact that your body needs to recover, like full stop. So I know that more now with my second, but with my first. So I ended up having an emergency C-section. So um, I went for it. I tried to push the baby out. It did not happen for me. I ended up having surgery and, you know, it's major. So my first experience was definitely like going through all of the things when it came to like recovery and then the mental component, crazy. Um, but going back to try to answer your question, um, super struggle. And I think it's just about, it's about like your recovery too. And obviously taking care of this newborn and giving yourself that space is so important. And so with having my second, I feel like I was in a much better space to like accept that and understand like how much time that would possibly take. And also knowing too, like every recovery is different and every single mom is going to have a different unique experience. So I don't know. I've been talking to some of my other friends that are creators and some are expectant moms right now. And we've been just talking about like, getting back on social media and like getting back on your phone and getting back on Instagram and posting. And I feel like it is so important to take as much space as you possibly can and time to like 
let yourself like go into that space, like take care of your baby, take care of your body um, and give yourself so much time. But like that was a super struggle for me. So um, it was like trying to come somewhere in the middle with all of it. Yeah, because I, I wanted to ask with baby number two and, you know, now knowing just everything about parenthood, M, right? Like you're the master of it all. <laughs> Please. rolling it's my eyes, <laughs> rolling, ro- rolling, rolling the eyes. What, what did you kind of hold on to after you had your second child in terms of like self care? And were there certain rituals? Were there things that you just really wanted to practice that you mm-hmm. felt like you left behind mm-hmm. the first time around? I remember the first time around, especially recovering from a C-section, my self-care moment was putting the baby with my husband who was working from home because we were in full lockdown for many months, which was, which was great. Like he was around, right. That was, that was. In London was crazy. Like the UK lockdown was nuts yeah, compared was... to a lot of the States in America. Yeah. And it felt like lockdown after lockdown after lockdown and a lot of unknown. And I know, I know that was the, the case here as well in the U S but um, you know, I think we had three or four different lockdown periods and like space in between those. So it was super confusing to figure out like, okay, can I go out now to a restaurant and sit outdoors and have a drink? Oh, okay. No. Right. How, how many people are allowed to sit at my table? Yeah, exactly. It was like, we didn't take Parker, my first son, anywhere public for three, four months because there was no option to. Um, We would have friends come over to our apartment balcony and they would be on the street and they'd bring a beer over. We would be on our balcony upstairs and we would have a little chat and the baby would be sleeping in like the room behind us. Like those were, those were our memories of like having any kind of socializing. It was it was crazy. And I know it was crazy for everybody. So back to self-care, yes. what did you find okay. with baby number two that you were like, oh, I'm holding that so close to me now. And I need to practice these certain rituals for me that are only going to help me then to make me a better mom for my children. Yeah, totally. So to finish my first point, I think I was about to say that. So with my first recovery C-section, uh, you know, physically going through all the things, the self-care moment was taking a hot shower going in my shower, leaving the child with my husband and doing all the, you know, face masks, shaving my legs, like taking all of the time, you know, I'm in the bathroom for about an hour here. Okay. People like that was my self-care moment with my first child because for a number of reasons too, like it wasn't like running out to go get a manicure by the way, cause nothing was open. So like, it was really just about those like you know, kind of sacred moments of like just going and taking a nice hot shower and like taking care of yourself. Um, Flash forward to now, um, there are certainly things now that we're in a sort of more normal world. There are things that I'd love to get back into. And like I have two under the age of three. So, you know, it's funny. I have a podcast um, which we spoke on and like pre-baby, I would ask my guests, like, what's your morning routine? And now I laugh as a mom because your mornings are not your own. But I feel Mm -hmm. like my mornings was when I would do those like, you know, self-care moments for myself. I would like do a 10-minute meditation. I would read some pages out of my daily stoic meditation book. Um, You know, I would have time to have a quiet coffee, do my face roller, like all of those things. It's, it's not realistic right now. Um, but I would say for me, self-care is like all about skincare. I'm a skincare junkie. 
And as moms, we're really, really tired. So my self-care moment is using an ice roller or like uh, those facial ice globes you can get on Amazon and just like rolling them on my face and my eyes because we are tired and we need to depuff. So for me, creams that you want to give some shout outs to that you could like maybe share because I'm all ears. I'm all ears. I need them. Yeah. So so anyone who follows me or knows me, I rave about the skincare brand called Medicate. And I discovered them when I was over in London, but they are available in um, most like most bigger like beauty retailers and pretty much globally. Um, They're the best. They have an amazing line of vitamin C and retinols and retinols kind of like your number one skincare ingredient when you're aging and you're a mom and you're tired and like you want an impact on your All skin going north and south and east and west. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Retinol is like your best friend. Retinol is pretty much the only skincare ingredient that's going to, you know, help with those fine lines and wrinkles and all the things. Um, I feel like a walking advertisement for them. And by the way, they are not paying me right now to talk about this. Um, but Medicaid is my favorite. And so like I'm using all their serums and their retinols and they're known for retinol and vitamin C. Um, another great brand, Goop, they have, that's Gwyneth Paltrow's brand. And um, she has a great facial oil with bachuchiol in it. I'm not even saying that ingredient, right? But it's a retinol alternative and it's just a beautiful facial oil. And I feel like facial oil is great for any like facial massage you're going to do in the morning with an ice roller maybe. So um, those are a couple of like brands that are kind of top of mind for me right now. Em, I have to tell you, (laughs) I, I say that about doing that in the morning. I just instantly think about, I think I could pitch myself to like the Guinness book of world's records for the mm-hmm. fastest, get your child ready for school and out the door. Cause it's like to a science and to a T that I'm able to make coffee, do the breakfast, get her up, her do her monstrous. She's got hair down to her butt. Like <laughs> I love that easy mane of hair and out the door. And we have to get to school by 10 till eight. I don't know how we do this, but no. we do it. I, I, in my head, I would also like to somehow fit in an, an ice roller on my face and some theorems. I just would love to get that in there, but I might have to put that in the middle of the day. So I totally, totally feel you. I basically like, when am I doing this? I'm not joking. When my two kids are sat in front of Coco Melon, which is a very real reality, I'm oh. like making my quick cup of tea and I'm grabbing my facial roller and I'm like doing both at the same time. So I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Cause I, I am also a realistic mom and I totally am rolling up to drop off in my PJs like full on. So, and thank you for saying it is okay to watch Coco Melon. Cause let me say, and I recently wrote about this, mm-hmm. um, with screen time, I am not here to have anyone reach to me that my child cannot watch Coco Melon or Paw Patrol yeah. or I, I, she watches Peter Rabbit, any of it. Why? Because she is so busy to begin with. She's not a couch potato. So if, when I do put her in front of it, it's kind of like my moment to maybe get something else done. So I need my safety net, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I saw your post on this and I couldn't agree with you more. And I think the mom that you shouted out. So my toddler is three and he is like an energizer bunny. Like I can't, I can't handle it. He doesn't stop. So actually when it's like, I can get him to sit and like watch a movie, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, whatever the new one is on Netflix, like for him to just like take a minute to like take a breath and chill out, I think is just like so important for everybody. It's important for them. Um, and I, and I get it. I get the screen time thing, but for me, um, I'm picking my battles and I'm, I'm doing the best I can. So (laughs) 
Massively. Well, speaking of screen time, I know that had to have been involved on your big move, your big move back from London to the States. Mm -hmm. What was it like moving to children? (laughs) Because I love traveling with my daughter, Addie. Mm -hmm. She's wild. She's the best traveler, but she's also Mm -hmm. a wild traveler. What was it like for you moving two kids, three and under? Yeah. I mean, it was all the things and it was really crazy. I mean, if you want to talk about the plane journey, my daughter was three months at the time. So my husband and I, like, I mean, it's all about one-to-one defense at that point. You win an award for (laughs) that. Thank you for saying that. So it's like, we have experience doing these international flights with kids, but I'm telling you, it never gets easy. Like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't. So, you know, you buckle up, you know, it's going to suck you know, basically. Um, so I, you know, basically held my three month year old on my lap the entire time. There is a bassinet on a lot of these planes, but they're very tiny. So she was kind of on the cusp. And so I basically, I held her, I fed her, she slept on me and that's what we did. Um, my husband probably had the harder job of, he had, you know, our, our two and a half year old at the time. And it's just about like all the snacks, all of the like iPad shows, you know, everything he downloaded on there, getting him to like sit and and watch. That's, that's like your lifeline on a flight that long. So we made it work, but it was all about like dividing and conquering. And I feel like any mom of multiple will say that too, like with their partner, it's just about like one-to-one. So, you know, our weekends, it's like, I might take Riley for a walk and my husband's like taking Parker to swim type thing. And um, I mean, it means you get pretty much no time to yourself, but, um, it lightens the load and that's okay. Yeah. To be, be vocal to say that it's okay to lighten the load. Cause I yeah. think that as, even as a new mom, we think going into this, that we have to do it all from day one. Mm-hmm. And that it's kind of like you're put, you're getting rid of your armor when you're asking for help. You're mm-hmm. actually like loading more armor on you. Yeah. to get to understand parenting when you do have that support. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like it's lovely to all be together and we have those moments, but again, like we're, we're doing the best we can. So sometimes it means just like splitting up, doing our own thing um, and then coming back together. So. And now that you're in the States raising your two kids, what is it like now with hate to, to turn to doom and gloom, but I mean, I was born and raised in Moundsville, West Virginia, and mm-hmm. my family is still in the States. I'm going there in a couple of months. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. I'll be in New York. I'll give you more details. We'll meet for a coffee. Yes. But what But what it makes me think of, What? how are you feeling about raising a child in America now with so much going on, especially with gun violence? I'm yeah. sorry, but like my heart completely ripped out of my chest for those families in Nashville. Yeah, It is... It's a different world. I grew up, you could, the streetlights came on, you had to go home. That was it. We were safe on the streets running around. We were safe when we went to school. There wasn't as many mass shootings back then, um, even though I was actually, strangely enough, in one Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. at Bowling Alley back when I was like five years old. But it's it's a different time. It's a different time. How how are you feeling Mm -hmm. and what are your like, hopes and dreams for your kids to kind of navigate through this new America. I mean, terrifying. It's terrifying. And especially after the news yesterday with another shooting, um, 
really terrifying. So, I mean, we were over in London for six years and like, of course there's violence and, you know, terrible things going on. Right. But at the same time, the, the, the mass shootings in America, they're, they're out of control. And um, yeah, I mean, dropping my son off yesterday at, at preschool was like feeling really heavy. And it's that like reality hits of like, you know, this can happen anywhere in America, you know, it's not, it's not unique to one area. (laughs) Like it's, um, and the mental health crisis, it's, it's really, really terrifying is the word that I use. So, um, I mean, all I, all, I think any mom can hope is that there's some kind of change around it, but yeah, I'd be lying if I said I felt, um, you know, super hopeful in this current moment. Yeah, it just, it's heartbreaking. And even to the the mental health side of it, um, my, my brother's daughter is struggling currently and she's in the, you know, the, that weird kind of teenager vibe, that teenager body of trying to just figure out who she is what she wants to do in life. Mm-hmm. And I look at my daughter now and I'm like, okay, she's three. Can I just bottle this right now? Because yeah. I, I feel for my niece. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really do, but this is what we have to kind of carry the buck, right? As we have younger kids and we just have to make sure that we, we try our best to just lay the right groundwork. Mm-hmm. But still, we, we have to put them in the school system, right? Mm-hmm. We have to put them in the environment because they have to grow up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the good part about mental health right now is like, I feel like we've really seen the conversation open up on social media. Like it's, it's kind of a product of the, you know, the platforms that we are on every single day. It's everything Mm -hmm. is, everything is out there. Right. And so in a way it's so good. We're talking about these things so much more. Um, And so my hope is like, as my kids get older, they know that they can be really vocal about, you know, what they're going through and then get the resources that, they need. So, I mean, I guess that's like a one positive thing of sort of the era we're in, in that right now. Massively. And now that you are in the thick of motherhood with two beautiful kids, what does motherhood mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. This was like one of the first questions that, you know, we're kind of targeting when it comes specifically to some of the like motherhood, you know, struggles that I'm sure that we're going to talk on. Cause I think at the end of the day, it's all about, I hate to be cheesy, but it's like the circle of life. Like motherhood is life. It's love. It's such a meaningful, purposeful journey. So at the end of the day, like, you know, we get so bogged down in the challenges. I know that I do. I mean, I'm in the thick of it, right? Like I have two under three, so I feel like I have my hands full and I don't really sleep right now. So I'll be the first to say, thank you. You know, I'll be the first to say definitely feeling like weighed down by motherhood in this current moment. But at the end of the day, it's all about family. It's like having your own. There's nothing like it. So it's like building this little family of four that I have. Um, There's nothing that's more important than that. And to pass the torch to that expecting busy mumsy, what do you know now that you just want to give that one piece of advice? Like, you know what? This just helped me through two children. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that comes to mind and something I like really struggled with was try to be flexible. Like flexible Mm -hmm. is your middle name. It is your new name. Um, There's so much that comes up with kids that is out of your control. It's like the sicknesses, um, you know, the accidents, things are going to happen. 
that are not in your control. They are going to cancel your whole day, your whole week, maybe. Um, I remember like with Parker going through his first kind of round of like viral colds and sicknesses from preschool and like all of that, like it goes through your whole house. So it's not like they're down and out for a few days. I mean, they can be sick for a week and then maybe you're getting sick and your husband. And then if you have like a little baby or someone else at home, maybe they're getting sick. It's like, that's not something that I super conceptualized before having a child. Um, the canceled vacations, the canceled trips, like plans change. Um, and it's also okay. I think as a mom to, to say like, that's disappointing and that's hard too. So I think, I love that, by the way. I love that because, because you should you should be able to use your voice and say that. Like, of course, you you've done so much, right? And it's okay. You're allowed to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So I I would say, be flexible. Pick your battles. You know, you're you're good enough. And and a few of those phrases I'm full on taking from my therapist. So I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, well, thank you for sharing it because I'm going to take it for, for the rest <laughs> of my weeks and my months and my years, M. Roberts. Well, thank you that. so much for coming on to the Busy Mumsy podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to finally meet you. Thank you. And you too. I'm so happy we met and I can't wait to see you in New York. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes. Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Yeah. <laughs>